Hello, this is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer and an energy worker and a channel. And uh, in this MP3 today, you're going to hear a talk that I gave uh, at an, a metaphysical expo in Denver uh, last month, September 2016. And it was uh, called Heal Trauma with Energetically Programmed Crystals. I did a little show-and-tell demonstration, which obviously you're not going to pick up on the audio, but you can go to tdjacobs.com to the crystals page and see examples of all of these uh, stones and crystals that I'm that I'm talking about. So in this in this talk, you're going to hear what, from an energy worker's perspective, trauma looks like, and how to work with it using energetically programmed crystals. If you're not familiar uh, with the energetically programmed crystals concept, I did a video a few months ago on YouTube, why use energetically programmed crystals, question mark, that explains why so much of my time and energy the last uh, couple of years increasingly has been spent on the crystals and stones. So check them all out at tdjacobs.com and be in touch if you have any questions about if something is uh potentially right for you, uh, given your own uh, profile and what you're working with. Okay, take care. Welcome. My name is Tom Jacobs. I'm recording this, which is why I'm looking like I'm flying an airplane. Um, if you look out the left side, you'll see the hallway. So uh, I'm happy to be here. I, I love this topic. The topic is actually a little, um, might be confusing. Um, the topic is heal or healing trauma with energetically programmed crystals. Some of you may have seen a listing uh, somewhere that says open, evolve, transform with crystals. Um, it was just a timing of getting the info to them. So anyway, it's on, it's on trauma. So I'm going to explain uh, as an energy worker in a channel who does a lot of intense, deep work with people, both distance and in person, what trauma looks like. Uh, we all know a lot of ideas on how it happens, where it comes from, and why. And then I'm going to talk about using crystals to shift it and change it and come out of it, including some affirmations I'm going to give you that can be helpful in giving you an overall picture of you as an energetic being, and you can consciously operate yourself more and more consciously over time. So um, I am from Tucson, Arizona, so I'm here for a week, uh, 10 days-ish, and um, I'm really lucky because I live where the largest gem and mineral show in the country is, and I came here this week. This timing is great because the second biggest one in the country is here in Denver, so I'm going to be exploring stuff and stocking up, and uh, so this is, a, this is a, a, big, a big week for me, so I'm really happy to, to be here to do this. The thing with the crystals is they're energetic interrupters. Now, all crystals will affect your field. Some people say this crystal will do this, or you should have this crystal because you need this. The crystal isn't doing anything, but reflecting to you how your energy flow functions. That's just a, a basic note as we get in here before we kind of get into the real meat of it. When you pick up, you're with your friend, you're at a place like this, you pick up a stone, each of you picks up a yellow whatever, and one of you goes, whoa, and the other one goes, Pfft. you're wired differently, and your energy flow is functioning differently. You might have this chakra open, that chakra closed. You might have a block between chakras, disconnecting things, and the other person might not. And so all the different things you experience with crystals, not every crystal is going to work the same way with every person because they're reflecting and mirroring your own thing. So one generic example I have of this is I can't be around geodes because I'm giving off a lot of energy and they, in this kind of semi-circular thing, they're reflecting back. So when I walk into a tent at a gem show full of geodes, I immediately get a headache. Sometimes it's a migraine for two or three days. So I have to steer clear of that because they're reflecting to me what I'm already carrying, how I'm vibrating, what I'm doing. So that's a key in my perspective on how I understand crystals and okay, and the rest of this will, will kind of fit within that framework. So we all know what happens that creates trauma, but I want to be clear that chronic stress can also create the same effect. Uh, accidents, violence, uh, sexual abuse, abuse of any kind, all those things, of course, uh, piano falling on you, 
you know, when you're walking down the cartoon street, anything like that is trauma, but also the kind of pressure that builds over time and bears down on you, it can have the same exact effect. So chronic stress or sudden events. So what happens is, I keep getting the image, it's not the perfect one, but think of um, like a Jenga tower, you know that game? And as you pull things out, it's no longer stable, right? And it will eventually fall, it's the whole point of the game, these clever people entertaining us with this disaster. That's what's happening in the energy field. Something's blocked, something's removed, something's, you know. Another image is a stack of boxes where one of them is moved four inches to the left and the one on top of it's moved four. So things are out of whack. So you can spend a great deal of time and energy getting grounded, smoothing out your energy field, getting in all your chakras, and this can help. And this is part of the strategy of healing trauma with or without crystals. But the part of you that carries the trauma or the chronic stress effect isn't helped by that. The part of you, like think of, um, we're a collection of subparts, essentially. We're, we're consciousness. You're, you know, you're not this body with a brain. You're not this brain with a body. You're consciousness. And you have a lot of different parts of you that have been shaped over time by various experiences, including other lives and this life. So as you go about your life, you get imprinted at age 12 by this thing, and then imprinted at age 14 by this other thing, and then two weeks later by this other thing. You're carrying these imprints with you. This is true of this life and all other lives. And in a way, well, I view each person as a holographic echo and replay of multi-life issues. Because in your subtle bodies are the records of your multi-life journey. So, you know, you're Shannon Schmo, but you're also carrying the emotions of people from various parts of the timeline. Some of them have been traumatized terribly. And maybe you haven't, or maybe you have in a certain way, but they have in a different way. So I have one example where when I was a kid, I was involved in a number of accidents, car accidents, bicycle accidents. Um, maybe in some other lives, that's not where trauma was like maybe that's not where it happened but there's definitely physical violence or things that happen to my body in some other lives that can create that so there's an echo effect the point is physical trauma and i'm an astrologer and i look at my astrology chart it's it's right in there like like how to heal trauma is a huge issue how to be in the body how to operate consciously how to manage energy because you're carrying trauma like that's all on my astrology chart too i'm not doing readings here at the expo but i'm this week uh, in the apartment I'm staying in, I am doing readings if anyone's interested in that, um, to really get into your own star story with your own chart. But the part of you carries an imprint. When something echoes it or seems to promise the repeat of what happened, that part rises up within you. There's a vibrational resonance that happens. It's like um, if, the, if the trauma for you is in a, uh, F-sharp major chord, let's just say that, and you wander around some public space, and that's what the guitar player at the uh, farmer's market suddenly plays, you know, you'll, you'll feel the energy. So for some people, um, all kinds of things, right? Irrational fear of shark. There's nothing in your life that has anything to do with that. Um, fe fear of heights. Parts of you that don't operate consciously may zoom to the surface and not take you over, but uh, occupy you temporarily and say, holy shit, that's, that's the worst thing ever, that's death. And then you're like, whoa, what happened? And then you step back from the edge and then you go back to you. But that imprint is still there. It bubbles up when circumstance seems to resonate with what terrible thing had happened. So we all see this with animals who've been abused, who get rescued, who are then are stable homes, and then somebody who fits the physical profile or has the same energy as the abuser shows up and says, hey, I'm here to deliver your ice cream machine. It's, it's nice, it's happy, whatever, and the dog freaks out because there's that threat, that, that, that resonance, someone's energy. In a really basic way, that could be a tall man or a loud voice or something, but there's also an energetic thing that can be more specific and trigger it. So when we're traumatized, we're out of whack, like there's a, there's a box moved, you know, there's a slot moved, and a part of us carries that. 
At different times in your life, it's going to come up. At other times, it won't. So you might have two or three years where this thing keeps coming up and you're, how can I heal this? What can I do? All these different things. Oh my God, the guy was talking about crystals and whatever. Uh, you might try a bunch of things to heal things and work on it. And you might make some progress. But maybe the stimulation that brought it up for, those, for that short period, maybe that goes away. And then maybe 10 years later, it comes up again. So we have to look at these parts of us that carry it and not let them take over. So compassion for people who experience trauma. <laughs> compassion for people who fall off bridges. <laughs> compassion for people who are terrified of an angry person or terrified of the threat of a natural disaster. Like in some life, you're, you lost your home to a flood and half your family died. In some other life, it's a, volca a volcanic uh, lava flow. Like these are real things across your timeline. And I want you to remember as we continue here, you're a collection of many lives worth of issues. There are wonderful things in, in many lives too. It's not even like half and half good and bad. Very, very few <laughs> experiences are actually this terrible. But we're on guard and we're shaped and we're on edge because they lead to death, they promise death, they hurt, something like this. Okay. Um, getting grounded is the key thing, is the first key thing. Uh, how I define that, how I experience it, if you look out to the left of the cabin, you'll see a man with a... Uh, how I define that is connected to the earth fully in the body. I'm willing to have my consciousness spread out over my entire body. I'm aware of what my feet and my shoes feel like 24-7. Unless something comes up and I go and my brain goes, blah, 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 something's terrible about life. But I've trained myself to be spread out throughout my body. That's one thing. That's step one. Step two is dealing with what comes up as a result of that. Because most of us, in the, that, those parts of us, those things that feel out of whack, those chakras that feel disconnected, most of us will avoid being there. So you have to have the courage to decide you're stronger than pain and fear. And grounding is how we get that. So um, just kind of now we're going to start moving up through different chakras, different crystals that I use for, for working with, with trauma. And it's like the different crystals that I'm going to show you. I, I have um, maybe six or seven of the 11 that are at my table. These are energetically infused. Some of them with Metatron, Archangel Metatron energy which is very intense and uncompromising, kick-assy love and respect. When I work with him, he stares at me. His face is made of flames. He stares at me and he reflects to me, you're better than the choice that you think you're going to, that you're about to make. Or, you know, you are better than that. Here's the divine reflection of your powerful self when you make loving choices and treat yourself well. So, um, and other ones, other crystals have the energy of uh, Ascended Master Jehuti, which is spelled D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. That's his Kem or Kemetic, ancient Egyptian name. But we also know, know him as Thoth and Saint Germain and Merlin. He's been in every culture across time. He's the mediator, scribe, translator, teacher, tutor figure. And I started working with him when um, I wanted to know about soul and astrology charts because what I was learning from people was essentially distilled from religion. And I was like, that's philosophy. That's not truth. That's like the search for truth. But that didn't ever stop me in my tracks and say that's true. So I said, is there anyone who could help me? And he came through. Um, and his thing is to help us evolve no matter what we need. So I also channel books and MP3 courses and do energy work using those, uh, mostly Jehudi or Thoth. Um, but those are, the, those are the two beings. Um, the first stone to talk about is uh, tiger iron, which is a banded combination of hematite, red jasper, and uh, yellow ti gold tiger eye for chakras one, two, and three, respectively. This is kind of the flagship thing that I do. I do a lot more of these than any other, and I recommend it to most people. Somebody comes to me and says, I have this fear, and I'm saying, please get in your body. And the person says, I've never wanted to because of you know, one of a myriad list. And I say, you have to be willing to be in your body. This, this stone will draw energy down to your lower three chakras. Like I said, I'm aware of my feet thing. I worked a lot with these over the years. And uh, it was actually the only one I worked with. And uh, then Jehudi said, 
by the way, in a few years, you're going to branch out, but you need to get grounded. So what does that mean? Dealing with root chakra, pain, fear, malfunction, root chakra's family, community, acceptance, safety, security. Do I feel welcome on earth? Is it okay to be in my body? Am I safe? And a lot of that's shaped when you're when you're uh, in the womb and then born. You, uh, pat, unless you were a C-section baby, there's a different story about that. But if you were uh, a vaginal birth, you passed through and received a root chakra imprint in that mucousy environment that had a lot of energy on how the mother received ancestral imprints and what she experienced. So you get imprinted. So your root chakra has your family history in it. So you have to make peace with the religion you were raised in, even if it was bad for you. You have to make peace with how your family treated you because your soul asked them to teach you how to go from fear into love. You have to deal you know, with safety and security issues. Are you safe? Are you safe? Any traumatized part will say, no, I'm not. So you have to decide instead to develop inner security. And the affirmation that goes with this is, in this moment, everything's fine and I am safe. And using tiger iron, cords into the earth, that begins to establish a new baseline. So that's this thing with the root. Second chakra, give and take. Uh, fairness, relationships, what I've received from you, what I gave to you, what I, what I got from you that I don't want, what I gave to you I wish I didn't feel like I had to give. Giving back energy to people, calling back energy. Uh, one of the most important things of this whole talk or anything I could teach any of you is let's not cut cords ever again because there's an inherent level of violence that doesn't respect the soul's contracts. If somebody could hurt you, it's because your soul needs you to have that experience to grow from fear into love. Nothing happens to you without your energetic consent is an idea from Carolyn Mace, if you're familiar with her work. But the soul's contracts collude to give the soul all the experiences it needs as an individual human. So that energy, that racism that came from the family, that political opinion that rubbed you the wrong way, that judgment about homosexuals, whatever was in the family environment, you know, whatever you received from others, that's one level. That's kind of root and second together. But then more specifically, um, what somebody told you about you and one-on-one -on -one interactions that were painful or abusive. That's second chakra. Uh, the second chakra affirmation is, um, uh, I'm willing to receive reflection from others, but I'm not gonna take everything literally. And that says, and if everybody says to you, your ideas suck, you're not smart, don't take it literally. Understand that they're reflecting to you your own doubts or judgments. Everything that happens to you, this truth in the second chakra, is because others are reflecting what you're already vibrating. Third chakra, self-esteem, the affirmation is, I alone define who I am, with no chip on the shoulder or anger or defensiveness, just I define who I am. Think about the family context, family culture, community in the root, a lifetime of individual relationships in the second, and then the third, let's correct that by making self-respecting decisions. So the other one is, all of my choices are based on self-respect and lead to self-care. And I spent a lot of time going into this. It's not specifically related to trauma except as a solution to it. It's unbelievably important to get into those lower three chakras to build a pyramid. The root is most important. It's the foundation of your entire life. The root is the foundation of everything. If you want to spiritually advance, many of you will be taught to move energy up. Seventh chakra is my spiritual connector. Sixth chakra is my intuitive thing. Fifth chakra is the the channeling chakra, four chakras, the heart. I want to be up here because it's easier than dealing with whatever's accumulated in those lower three chakras. So I teach that we have to decide we're stronger than what is stored in there because we can actually generate compassion and love to those parts of us. Okay, now, just to kind of backtrack a second, you're minding your business and somebody plays that F sharp major chord and you're like, ah, you know, you're freaking out. That part of you is present. In that moment, you're going to be swept away if this is something you, you experience or have experienced. You're not going to be in charge. Your conscious self who lives Monday you know, through Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that part is not in charge. 
So I'm saying develop a grounding practice on a regular basis constantly so that when those parts come up, you are less inclined to be swept away. And the, the tiger iron is the major tool for developing that stability on a regular basis. So before I started using this, I spoke so quickly that people couldn't understand me. You can probably feel in my rhythm that I'm, I could speak fast because I try to hold back. When I'm using tiger iron, I realize my own energetic rhythm and what I'm doing. I'm more conscious of it because I'm not in my brain with its productivity mandate and its fear and its concern and worry. I'm spread out through my whole body. Okay, so that's the tiger iron thing, extremely important. And that's the, the major tool here, the major tool here for an ongoing, consistent practice to, to strengthen the container of your consciousness connected to your body so that when the trauma is triggered through a dream, through a meeting a new person who reminds you of the old person, I've had dogs chase me on the street and my stuff comes up, uh, you know, just terror, you know, like uh, not even off leash, but even on those super long uh, things where the owner can lock the thing, but isn't. This, this is actually the, the, the husband of the president of the homeowners association where I live. And they have this giant dog who's probably like you two put together, like a giant, giant dog. And the guy's standing on the street talking to somebody else, and he's just standing there. And the dog sees me and just automatically is like, I got to kill this asshole, whoever he is, and starts charging me. I'm on my bike, actually. That might be part of it. And um, I was actually going on a bike ride to de-stress to move some physical energy. <laughs> So in truth, the dog is responding to my, my stress. That's really what's going on here. That dog is in my life to show me that I'm, you know, not, not uh, grounded. And uh, the dog lunges at me, and I explode in a string of expletives toward the guy. So, like, I can't even have a relationship with the people who run our neighbor. Anyway. Um, so, anyway, so then it gets triggered, and then, but, but, the, but the, it's easier to come out of if, in the first chakra, in this moment... Everything is fine and I'm safe. You say it enough, parts of you start to believe it. They start to relax. I can. I, I want to see how you see me, but I might read between the lines. I might not take everything literally. Second chakra and third chakra, all of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. That is the foundation. I'm, I'm really hammering our way on this because it is the foundation. Because we don't think about trauma till it comes up. And then, it's, it's so to speak, it's too late. Or in that moment, we can't think. Okay, there's a tiger iron bit. Okay, and, and all of these I'm cutting and polishing by hand in my garage, and then I'm putting energy into them. So this is all like a homemade uh, effort. Shivalingam, Shiva's penis. Um, the shape of, the shape of a, a phallus, but the markings perpendicular to represent the feminine principle or the, the yoni. And this is about the collision, energetic collision within you of masculine and feminine energy. So... If you're not dealing with trauma, this will stimulate creativity, give you a boost of energy. When I'm doing these expos and I'm standing there for six or eight hours and I'm like, oh, I'll pick up two of them for 40 seconds, 50 seconds, and I'll I feel I actually can't handle it that long. But because um, I get I'm already pretty energized. So it's one of the ones I don't use all the time. Um, but they're charged with Metatron's energy. And as I said, Metatron kind of like stares at you with a with a beautiful image of a more per, of your perfect divine self, which is, I'm safe, I'm willing to connect with people, but not not take crap, and I respect myself. So there's a there's a great healing energy in that. Again, for establishing the container over time, a good baseline for when something gets triggered, you're not completely swept away and lost, which is how we think of trauma. And the same thing with the chronic stress version of it. Something can happen and trigger it. Even if it took 20 years for the thing to happen, we're kind of in this gutter with it, and it, gets, and it can get brought up. The other thing about the tiger iron and the shivalingam, though one is Jehudi energy and one is Metatron, they're, they're really different. You're welcome to come and check them out. And by the way, I do have, some tig I have four tiger irons with Metatron energy. So it's kind of cool to pick one up and feel the Jehudi energy and then put it down and pick up the other one. So feel free to come to the table and uh, experiment with that. But one of the things about the shivalingam is it wants to pull, uh, how do you say this, like um, push energy throughout your entire field so you are united in all of your body and your energy. 
So there's a unifying factor to the Shivalingam, the way they're charged with Metatron's energy. Because his, his deal is, you're already divine, you're already perfect, you're already whole, let's have you make self-respecting choices. So the energy can pulse through. So these can also help with old breaks, where the energy never, like bone breaks. Um, this can also help with that kind of stuff because it pushes throughout. Some people have that with the Juti Tiger Iron, uh, but that's one of the definite effects of the of the, the Shivalingam with Metatron. Actually, I should just put these out so you can see. Uh, the next one, oh, by the way, if you get one and it falls and it breaks, it still works. Um, okay, it happens all the time. Red Jasper. These are for second chakra more specifically. Now, Red Jasper is one of the constituent layers in the Tiger Iron, so this represented. This whole thing about saying yes and no to people. I left that out when I was talking about that in terms of this pyramid of the energy field, that you know, consciousness, but... In the second chakra, you're showing me how you experience me. I'm consciously and unconsciously vibrating divine commands. I'm saying, all of my relationships are based in honesty and respect. And I'm saying, that's a great affirmation. I'll do that every day, 300 times a day in the back of my mind. Something will start to happen. But my unconscious thing of, I hate liars, and I hate being betrayed, and Joe was a jerk when I was 20, that's also vibrating. So what comes to you is reflecting your energy field, what you're vibrating consciously or unconsciously. When you put out a great, heartfelt, grounded, heart-open affirmation, I'm available for honest friendships, whatever it could be, whatever it is, you'll get instead what keeps you from having them already. So we look at everybody in our lives with gratitude Thanks for lying to me, Joe, when I was 20 or whatever it is. Thank you, because that taught me that I have a thing about lying and that I need to empower myself by choosing honesty, integrity, respect, whatever. So the red jasper is, your energy is not mine. If you have doubts, about, I use the thing about being smart, not thinking you're smart. I know people like this, brilliant people who just kind of have a thing where I'm not, you know, it's kind of a thing. I don't think I'm smart. Um, I have a brilliant client I've been working with for five years, and we haven't talked about that one. We've talked about everything else, but that one, and she was just in Tucson for a workshop a few weeks ago, and she said it again, and I was like, geez, you gotta hold on to that. But anyway, if everyone says to you, you're not smart, your job is to not take it personally, but realize it's a reflection that part of you, one of these subparts under the surface, or your conscious self is thinking that, or believes it. So show me who I am. Thank you for reflecting to me. Your energy is not my energy. Now, that's kind of broad in general. More specifically for trauma, uh, somebody hits you, somebody bullies you, somebody yells at you in a really bad way twice or chronically for years, their energy, you may have received it. This is to say, I'm not carrying the energies of other people. I'm willing to interact with you, but I'm not carrying your stuff and I'm not carrying your opinion of me. Because in the third chakra, I'm going to develop self-respect by making self-caring choices. Does all this make sense so far? I see people nodding, so I haven't done that yet, but I don't see any confused looks or... Okay, so in a minute, we'll, we'll stop for questions and comments. So some people get tiger iron and red jasper if they have a history of any kind of sexual abuse or abuse of any kind, molestation, or just abusive parent. Or like for me, I've used this. Um, I was never physically abused in this life, but my mom has an anger problem. Now my soul picked the family because I need to deal with how to deal with anger. So I don't blame her for that, but when I hear, when I walk into a room and somebody's like seething, I, my eight-year-old, my six-year-old, my 12-year-old self gets a little nervous. I'm on edge. So mom, I love you. Thanks for being in my life. Thanks for your, you know, thanks to your soul for agreeing to give me half of the genetic code my soul obviously wanted because it couldn't have been born to you and dad if that was not part of the plan, that was not in the contracts, but I'm not carrying your stuff. Intentionality is important, and this is the vibrational uh, interrupter of maybe that's who I am, that way that person treated me, or all the kids said this about me, or whatever it was when you're a kid. So, so this is really important for that. The next one is uh, pink opal for opening the heart. This is essentially Saint Germain's energy. This will make you cry. <laughs> if you need to be angry before you can release into tears, it will do that. It will dredge up 
very slowly and gently, but undeniably and unavoidably, whatever emotionally is unresolved. Forgiveness, compassion, acceptance, being willing to feel whatever it was, refeel it so you can process, move through it, and then move beyond it. This image of you're a collection of parts and pieces, some of them hold on to things and don't forgive. Some of them don't think they can give up the identity of having been wronged. Some of them are angry and defensive and, and are afraid to give up the identity of, I should defend myself because I deserve respect. Well, that's not respect. That's, you know, you don't get respect by being defensive. So we want to open our hearts. We want to be loving and kind. How can we do that? <laughs> Lower three chakras every day. In this moment, I am safe. Everything's fine. Uh, I'm willing to engage with you, but not willing to carry your crap. Sorry, that's a little off the cuff. A third chakra, I alone define who I am. Okay. So we do that. When the third, the, now just to tie this all together, when the lower three chakras are in that pyramid and it's solid, the heart will naturally open. The throat will naturally open. The third eye will naturally relax open. I used tiger iron to channel for years in the beginning, and no other channel gets this. No other Reiki master, no other intuitive, no other energy worker gets this. But drawing energy away from my critical linear logical mind down in here, the pressure is off because I'm safe, because I'm not who you think I am, because I have the right to make the good choices. So my brain doesn't have to overwork in a fearful, defensive way. Naturally opens. Okay, same, same with the heart here. Um, sometimes this gets very intense because it's this slow unearthing that of, of something dreadful or really painful, sorrow, loss, grief, from other lives too, that's echoed in a, in to, to a degree or percentage in this life. So you put it in the garage for a week and take some time off. <laughs> or you put it in the attic where you never go for two weeks and you take some time off. But recognize that you cannot be free of painful stuff if you're shutting that painful stuff out. That's the key to the pink opal. You have to refeel it and then move beyond it. When I use this, grief comes up for me. And I just have a, a thing about, uh, this, I'm still working on it, not to get too personal, but I'm totally going to get personal. Um, I'm working on it and I'm getting there. I'm probably like 30% through it. But I have a thing I learned about maybe three months ago. Um, in some life, I have a, a small boy who dies. Some other life. I don't have kids in this life. Because when I see little boys, I start crying. And I thought, well, maybe it's me, because my dad left when I was like two and a half, and there's like a whole like abandonment thing that I have worked a lot with. And I was like, no, because they're like six years old. They're like five, six, seven years old. And um, I keep running into kids in that age, and, right, they, and, and I'm noticing them because the F sharp major chord is strummed. And uh, so I'm standing in the line at Sprouts crying, like trying not to show, you know. Anyway, this can help us actually get to the place where we actually move through the thing. Now, I don't want to feel that. I don't want to be in that space. But I've decided I'm stronger than fear and pain and whatever might come up because I can generate love and compassion and forgiveness. One of my things on this planet, like one of the functions that, that I've come to serve and realize is, is my own process that I can share with you is learning how to deal with emotion in an effective, grounded way. We don't want to open our hearts because we're going to get lost and stuck. Well, if you're grounded, you're stronger than pain and fear. You can have the courage to look at it and know that it's not going to take you over and you're not going to get lost. Okay, so that's a pink opal. Um, and sometimes in events like this, including yesterday, this happened maybe four times, people find themselves kind of walking over and then they're like, what's that? And it's the pink opal because we need forgiveness. We need sweetness. We need to let go of our defenses. We need to open our hearts and we need to feel that it's okay. It's safe enough to relax. So the pink opal's awesome, but don't get it without a tiger iron. Just, okay, good. Because I don't want you opening your heart without any foundation or, or the container being strengthened. So Because it's not about, maybe I should become a puddle for the next three weeks. Maybe I should 
you know, lose, uh, lose days at work. It's not about that. It's not about overmuch. It's not about being drown- drowning in whatever hurt from the past. It's about intentionally working with stuff and letting things come up. If you're grounded, it helps. Okay. Uh, the next one, am I supposed to go to like 12.45 or something? Do you guys know? Is it 45 minutes? Okay, great. Well, eight minutes. So see Jasper. If you're into astrology jargon, uh, it's kind of a Neptunian stone, seventh chakra, but it's about surrender and release. It's like I use it to be able to be with things and observe them, but not take them too seriously because everything's in fact temporary. I, I just think of one client of mine uh, who was actually also at the healing intensive in Tucson who um, had abuse when he was a kid and it was really bad and he's been working with me for a year and um, he talks about this guy he has to work with. Oh, this guy had to come to this meeting the other day. He tells a story. The guy's just a ungrounded, unconscious bully. And he's probably defensive because he was abused when he was a kid or picked, whatever it is. So he's like got this defensive thing and he's aggressive and bully. He's like a, he's like a Trump and he's a building contractor. He's like that energy of, I'm so sensitive. By the way, that's what Trump's story is. If you're into astro- I'm just going to say this. If you're into astrology, South Node Rulers conjunct Chiron in the second. It's all about self-esteem and feeling like he's a complete loser. So he does that to overcompensate. That's the whole story. And Putin has the exact same signature. South Node Ruler conjunct Chiron in the house of self-esteem. Same story. Same person. Same journey. Okay, anyway. It's fascinating. When I saw that, I was like, whoa, what's going on? So anyway, um, but but I say to him, this guy's only in your life. Say to my client, not Trump. He's not taking my calls. Um, (laughs) Not anymore, because I was like, you got to get grounded, dude. I'm going to send you a tiger iron. I'll send you 30 tiger irons. Uh, I said to the client, it's temporary. The guy's only there because he's showing you that you have a thing about bullies. <laughs> you know. And so anyway, the C Jasper can help us say, right, okay, let me look at that. Again, grounded, but let me look at that. Surrender, release, and accept what is, is the other key phrase with this and with Neptunian energy. So this is kind of a high vibrating stone. It can help you sleep better because you can relax and accept things. Um, and it can also help you see the drama around you without being connected to it. So C. Jasper's part of that story of my mind might continually try to defend myself, right, or overwork deciding I'm not safe because of trauma. So this can this can help with that. Okay. And C. Jasper. I have um, little flat poofs. They're called polished one face. The term of art in the industry is poof. Um, and also a couple of wands. Like they're, they're actually shaped to be massage ones, so you could like do that with it too. And then the last one I have here, as far as specific tool, is Oralite 23. Now, everything I've said thus far is about... Um, this also fits with this, but there's, a, there's two layers here to tell you about with Oralite 23. This idea of um, establishing a consistent container, I'm safe, everything's fine, you're in my life to show me what I'm vibrating, I can make self-respecting choices. Creating that container in that story. Everything thus far is about that daily work. Oralite 23 can be part of that too, but when the part that is traumatized comes up and you feel swept away, Oralite 23 can help soothe and calm and check and, and kind of like bring everything down. Oralite 23 with kyanite, blue kyanite. Ah, flash of insight. Insight. Yep, blue kyanite. Now the kyanite. I have one piece actually. Uh, I've almost run out. But um, so if you get a if you if you get a first person who gets an Oralite 23, I'm happy to to throw it in for free. Um, but I know some other people here have some wands and whatever. And the gem show here is in Denver this week, so you have tons of options for getting it. But Oralite 23 with that held in the same hand, your receptive hand. So I'm right-handed, so I'm gonna do it with my left hand. When you're actually traumatized or that part takes over as if you're being traumatized, that's the tool. Very cool, very awesome. So I have um, some that are semi-polished and I have some like this. If you get one like this, or you get one of these tiny little cute ones in the little baggie, you can put them in water and drink the water. The vibration of, let me connect to the truth of something and my higher self, let me not connect with the voice of negativity, that's the Oralite vibration. I know I didn't give you the, the qualities of it yet. When I use it, the critical voice of my mind, the bitter part of me that can't control everything and is tired of not being in charge of the universe or whatever, that part of me I don't identify with, I don't align with, I don't connect with. So I can hear it. We don't want to shame or shun any voices within us, any parts of ourselves. But to hear it without identifying with it is extremely powerful.
So I'm driving, or it's in my pocket, I'm aware of that vibration, or I've got the water, and I have the water at my thing so you can feel what that's like. I actually just recently purchased these so people can have an easy a option for that, for you know, water bottle, a glass, or a thing on the counter at home. But when that happens, I don't react. I'm not reactive because everything's fine. And the truth is, everything happening around me is happening for a good reason. Let me observe it and interact with it the way I need to. So I have relied on Oralite to help me stay positive. Uh, I'm dealing with my own traumatic crap, and I do a lot of really intense work with all kinds of people. I'm not absorbing any of it. That's the the you know, tiger iron and the red jasper. Um, but I'm also not ever dragged down by it because it's temporary, and I see the truth of what's happening. So this is like higher truth, I guess will be the, the, the headline. And also just a side note, when I use this, well, like when I use C Jasper, um, I'm kind of calm about guidance that comes to me that's difficult. But when I use Oralite 23, I see the logic that my spirit guides are using. And that's incredibly powerful. Like if you get a reading here from somebody and they say, uh, well, your guides want you to have this problem because you need to process this thing. And you're like, God damn, I can't stand like, why, why? Like, why am I not supported? Why are they not helping me? Why are they not nice and good? Why is my, that's your brain fighting truth. So Oralite is foreseeing that logic and accepting it. Now I can say they're telling me something I'm going through that's hard that I tried to prevent, but can't, you know, it's good for me for these reasons. I can hear it intellectually, but then my brain might still engage. With Oralite, I'm like, oh my God, you're right. Okay. And so there's kind of a rolling within. It's a very high vibration. I'd say it's a seventh chakra stone, but kind of in a way, fifth, sixth, seventh together in a way. Um, okay. So, and again, smaller pieces, bigger pieces, that is the... Um, that's, that's the kind of bulk of the presentation, you know, this idea of what trauma is and, and what these specific stones that I'm charging can do. Again, most of them kind of like, let me be, you know, preventative medicine-minded, right? And then the, the Oralite 23 with the kyanite is kind of that, that emergency solution. Okay, so that's a lot of info. Let's take a pause for a second. Are there any questions? Okay, go ahead. Uh, the question is, uh, the, the he, um, tiger iron is hematite, gold tiger eye, and, re and uh, red jasper. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then did you have one? Yeah. Yeah, you kind of mentioned with the red jasper that it's, it's an energy that's sort of like what you're saying about what you necessarily need. Right. Yes. That's a fabulous question. Um, I'm just saying this for the recording. Uh, the question is, if the red jasper is for not not taking what others say to you as truth, but you need them to show you something about yourself, how do you reconcile that? Or what is it, what's going on? Like basically what the, you know. Um, okay. So I have doubts about myself that essentially might rule my life. I'm, I'm Joe Schmo, right? Random person, number five billion. Um, I carry that, but I might not know that. I might think I'm smart and clever and funny and charming, but if I'm unconsciously vibrating self-doubt, I will get that. So what I want to say with this is, how others reflect what you're vibrating is not the capital T truth of who you are. That's the key. So people say, I, I say, uh, I'm going to go to be an astrologer, a professional astrologer, and somebody says, Huh. What are you going to do to earn money? Let me say part of me might doubt that I can make money doing astrology. That make sense? Most things you believe about yourself are patently not true. And that, what we get into there is the brain responds to your biography and makes up reasons why things happened. And most of them are, you didn't prepare, you don't deserve love, you're an idiot kind of categories. You didn't do it right. You're not the right kind of person. You don't get to have that. All beliefs, okay, and astrologically, this is like Jupiter in the ninth house in Sagittarius, like searching for truth. And so I'm trying to figure out what's true versus connecting with truth and feeling the vibration, the, the resonance of that is true. So there's, there's the difference. So, so I like to say with the second chakra, everyone in your life is essentially imaginary, but critical. 
You are goddess and god already. Your soul is portion of goddess and god. Here, vibrating, I wonder what it's like if I don't believe in myself. What does that feel like? Well, that's what it feels like. And all these people show up to tell you you don't believe in yourself. It looks like they don't believe in you, but they're imaginary. This is true of your partner, your spouse. This is true of your dog and your cat, by the way, too. Their souls just like you and me. This is true of every teacher, every employer, every colleague, every friend, every random person who's shaking the fist at you in traffic because you forgot to turn signal or whatever. Everybody's reflecting something to you. If you are grounded and sane, then you're able to see you're able to choose to see everything as a reflection. You can say, okay. Yeah. Tiger and yeah. Yeah, yep. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The question is, if you have those three stones individually, can you use them together to have the same effect? They will work to a degree and slowly. There's something very cool about this millions of years synergistic effect results from this millions of years of banding and pressure under the earth. So there's something special about that. And when I lost my first one, I did get each of those three and was able to channel again, but it's different. It's a little different. And also these are, you know, obviously the ones I, I keep talking about are energetically programmed, so they're different. But you can have an effect. Uh, it'll be slow, less of an effect, but it won't do all the things that I describe. If you work with them intentionally, you'll learn from them, and they'll reflect your energy field. But it's going to be a little, it's going to be a lot less. Yeah. It can be, yeah. It can be, yeah. Why it's harder to ground if you just use them separately? Yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Cool. Was there one over here? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So she's asking if Saint Germain, when I was mentioning Saint Germain with the pink opal, yes. Uh, I've put Saint Germain's energy into it. So the, the question uh, is, is it possible if you don't know what that loss or grief or trauma is from another life, is it possible to heal it? You know, And the answer is yes. So how I do this, I would say a portion of the time, maybe 50, 60% of the time when I'm doing readings for people, I will read and say, this is what I find. They might ask me to do that. And I might identify something right that, that's up. What I like to do more is say, what's going on in your life? What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What hurts? What keeps bothering you? What keeps getting in your way? What I'm getting at is you might not realize that you have an awareness of the results of things from other lives you don't know the details of. So oftentimes with clients, I'll say, you know, what's going on? The person will say, this is what's going on. And I'll tie that to the other life and describe what's happening. And, and how that is the source of what's happening now. So you can work with your feelings. Like for me, if I didn't know that thing about the losing a six-year-old kid, I would notice it's really hard for me to be around kids, especially boys. I would notice that. And I've noticed that in my life, but it hasn't been up. I've avoided it. So you have the feeling, which is information that is enough to work with. We don't have to do specific past life Akashic record readings. We don't have to do that to heal other life issues. What do you resent? What are you upset about? What depresses you? That's how we could, that's a great way to approach it. So you don't have to have the info. And 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 this whole thing about you are already goddess and God. Yeah. Work with the feelings. It's all in there. You can choose to look at anything even if you don't have details. I don't know where this comes from, but I'm feeling it. And this comes up with people who say stuff like, um, I don't know if I was abused in this life, but it feels like I have been. I confronted the person. The person said, of course not. And, I, and then my brain said, I don't think it happened. I say, if you feel like it happened, assume at some point in the time when, whether it's this life or another life, it happened, let's work on it. You don't have to know the details. Yeah. Okay, good. 
I'm going to go over time. I'm totally going to go over time. So we have three minutes, two and a half minutes. Do you have another? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, my gosh. I'm by the crepe stand. Do you know where that is? Yeah, totally. By the crepes, by the food. So in that other room on the far side by the loading dock, next to the CBD guys, by the car that he gets a ride in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One last one. Yeah. Like these? Okay. So so these are giving off frequencies, so they're not going to absorb terribly much. Other crystals will absorb stuff from you. Sure, clean them. Uh, the, the, and you find tons of information online and in books about the salt, right? Sea salt, the uh, sage, the water, the sunlight, the moonlight. Yes. See, I don't do any of them. I think they're all like, yeah, I don't do any of them. I'm just mentioning like what people say. So, so you guys could connect and you can tell her what you've learned. Yeah. Understood. Right. 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 Oh, I meant salt or water is what I meant. Like, yeah. Sure. Sure. Well, that's what I mean. Like, she can do research or she can, you know, ask you and yeah. And so, is there something else or because. Well, a crystal you get, just buy off the shelf, it's not charged. Char if you put intention into it, it gets charged. If you put the moonlight, the sunlight bit, there's like energy into it. If you sit there every day and say, I use this for my healing. Thank you so much for being in my life. You're putting energy into it in a certain way. What I'm doing is very direct and big. But um, yeah, it, it, uh, I'm not the expert on that. But if you treat your crystals kindly, you'll, you'll do well. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, come to the... Come to the crepe stand and hang out and smell the crepes. <laughs>